0: you're listening to digital now an original business and technology podcast by logic 2020 i'm your host matt treville each episode i'll be interviewing a new expert to learn more about industry trends fascinating new tech shifting customer expectations and the steps every business can take to stay ahead Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast. This episode we are talking about machine learning for good. I'm so excited about this and our guest today is David Williams who's a lead product manager in the digital transformation practice at Logic 2020. A certified scrum product owner, has a master's of science from the University of Denver and has had an interest in machine learning after seeing the benefits his past companies saw when manufacturing various software applications, which he will talk about in this episode. David, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Matt. Happy to be here. How are you? I'm doing well. And you? Good, mate. I'm always happy when we're chatting. I know we spoke a few times before this, and you just bring a great energy, I've got to say, and I hope people listening can understand it, because uh, uh, you're a fantastic guy. But Listen, I'm gonna stop um, you know, flattering you too much because I know that's not, <laughs> you're a modest guy. So how about we get straight to the questions? Sounds good. Okay, cool. I know you're a lot more comfortable in that space than getting all these compliments, so. We'll do that. <laughs> okay, so first question. We're gonna keep it real simple. What is machine learning and how is it connected to artificial intelligence?
1: So machine learning is a branch of artificial intelligence um... Based on the idea of, that systems can learn from data and identify patterns, which um, is one of the many branches of artificial intelligence, uh, some other branches include limited memory in which the machine will actually look back in time to predict things that may happen in the future or self awareness, which we haven't quite gotten to yet um, where the machine understands that it is a machine and where it is and how it fits into the world.
0: I mean, that one scares me, so that could be a whole nother podcast. Let's leave that one for today. <laughs> we'll just speak, stick to machine learning if you don't mind. Okay, so today we're here to chat about using machine learning for good, and you have some really cool past experiences and some of the projects you, you've been involved in, so I wanna dive into those. Um, and you know, with everything that's been going on in the world in recent history, right, it's, it's not been a great time for, for humanity. So I'm really excited about this. Um, but before we jump into that, could you just explain you know what you define as using machine learning for good?
1: So I define it as uh, using machine learning to uh, find ways to help society, things such as uh, identifying the pattern of a disease. Uh, through the population, how a disease filters through the population or infects other people, or uh, modifying self-destructive human behaviors and uh, keeping those people on the right track uh, based on giving them some type of feedback and and seeing a pattern in their behavior that can be stopped ahead of time.
0: So, so it can be used for some really powerful benefits, basically. I mean, you're talking about diseases and, and self-destructive behaviors. It really can be something that can change the course of someone's life right
1: yes yes definitely it it can really make a big difference in someone's life
0: that's awesome so (laughs) have you ever experienced machine learning being used for something not so good you know like sports betting or trading stocks or anything like that i have to ask that question because obviously with all the good there can be some bad too so have you ever seen it
1: Well, I mean, some people wouldn't consider sports betting or stock trading exactly bad, but as far as being beneficial to society, not so much.
0: (laughs) Not not as much as the other stuff we mentioned, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. You're not solving uh, infectious disease problems or, you know, modifying destructive human behavior. Um, You're probably creating more destructive human behavior than anything else. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, they do. Uh, There are... Um, we already have that really, uh, there are brokerage firms that, uh, already have uh, offerings that, uh, are called robo portfolios in which you basically just put your money in there and the machine determines the best stocks to buy for you and determines when to sell and when to buy other stocks. So there are, there are already brokerages that do that.
0: Okay. And that's again, that's not necessarily bad. It's just not being used for the really good causes, just to clarify, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, those brokerage firms would probably beg to differ. They would probably say, well, we're hoping to create wealth and things like that. But um, yeah, yeah, that's all in the eye of the beholder, I guess.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no worries. Okay, so let's talk about the good stuff. So um, what are some of the ways you've seen you've seen it used in in good ways in your past companies you know and logic 2020 has some case studies where we've done it for for similar reasons but i'd love to hear about your past a little bit and some of the the cool initiatives you've been involved in we're using uh, ml for good
1: Yes, yes. Well, while employed uh, for a a criminal justice software firm uh, outside of Denver, Colorado, um, we were creating a program or application in which it took data from the criminal justice system in order to determine if an offender or drug or alcohol-related offender is likely to commit another offense and how to lower their recidivism back into the system. So uh, this person may have already been um, charged with a crime, a alcohol or drug related crime, and put on some type of program. This machine would, first of all, it would determine their risk level. And then based on that risk level, and if they commit a offense or if they're doing well in the system, it will give recommendations to their parole officer on the award or on the uh, punishment that this individual needs in order to complete that program uh, flawlessly and not come back into the system. So it would give, uh, let's say, a person does very well. They, they haven't had a drink in a while and they uh, deserve a reward. The system would, would basically message the parole officer, say, hey, this person has been doing very well. They deserve some type of reward. This, this system would give recommendations of reward. So we have a middle lane reward and then two on the end, more one more extreme, one less extreme. And based on what the parole officer actually does and picks and how that individual goes through the actual program. And if they do better or worse, if they come back into the system again, it will change its wow. recommendations based on that.
0: The learning part, right? It's 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 learning the behavior that it's seeing and then Predicting, or at least trying to guide, the parole officer in this case, in enforcing positive behavior, right, and yes. or enforcing negative behavior.
1: Yes, exactly. It, it basically gives the parole officer a way to help this individual the best way they can, and and that, and it's not only for this one individual. This is data coming from hundreds of parole officers all across the country and the world to modify this system so it's huge amounts of data coming in and the system is looking at all of this data and making adjustments to the recommendations based on this data
0: wow that's awesome i mean you must have seen some really cool um you know on the other side of it you must have seen some really cool transformations in people and things like that right or or at least heard the stories that's that's pretty powerful stuff
1: Yes, yes, it definitely lowered recidivism. When we were doing the pilot programs in the few or in the few districts, it definitely lowered the amount of people coming back into the system, and helping people get through their programs much faster. Because the more offenses that you have, the longer your programs are, because it kind of sets you back. Yeah, some of the punishments could be a longer sentence in the program. So, yeah, it definitely helped get them through a lot faster, which saves. The taxpayers a lot more money, yeah, and help these people get their lives back.
0: Yeah, it's win-win for everyone, right? That's, and I, you know what I love what you said is it's not just saying do this, do that to the parole officer. It's saying here's some here's some examples or here's some recommendations, and it's still their personal, you know, opinion, right? So that's pretty cool that they're able to still have their own choice in the matter. It's just suggesting a next best action.
1: Yes, yes, and uh, another part of this is that this was also helping scientists as well because they were able to see the data and see how some of the parole officers were acting towards and and the and the punishments or rewards that they were uh, giving to the individuals and how the individual would do to gather more data to enter wow. into the system itself as well so it was it was feeding itself in multiple ways
0: so on both sides of the equation it was helping yep oh. <laughs> i mean Wow, that's cool. I mean, you must be uh, very proud to be a part of a program like that.
1: Yes, yes, very much so. It was, it was uh, one of those things that you can really sleep well at night, knowing what you did the day before.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And then, and then, of course, thinking about that more, that type of technology or that type of um, purpose can be put across so many different, you know, industries or so many different initiatives. Right? That's, that's not a very complicated system that's helping in this case, but that can be used. I'd say in a, in a whole different um, area of places.
1: Yes. Yes, definitely. And um, I also worked on another project, um, actually here in the Seattle area for a healthcare company who was creating a AI machine learning, uh, algorithm to help individuals with their oral hygiene. It would determine what you have done as far as, um, your oral hygiene and help you to be better at
0: wait you do you do about cleaning your teeth or cursing what are you talking about here <laughs> <laughs> cleaning your teeth Matt. okay okay cool well so it so it records you cleaning your teeth and then uses the data to let you know if you're being efficient or not Is something like that exactly
1: that's exactly the way it works
0: wow that's pretty cool maybe i, I uh, I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job, but I could always do with some feedback. So maybe I'll, I'll hit you up about that one.
1: Yes, yes. And I learned a lot uh, on that project as well of how to clean my teeth. Uh, just, actually, I just went to the dentist the other day and got a stellar report, so.
0: There you go. Oh. <laughs> Did you tell him that the robot taught you how to do it? Is that what you said? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. in so many words. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, let's move on because... Uh, I'm going down a path here. All right. So, what technologies are people working with to develop these projects? You know, that are having these sorts of impacts. You know, could you tell us a little bit more about that in the space?
1: Yes. Yes. One of the one of the uh, best ones, and one that we've actually used in multiple uh, on multiple engagements that I've been on. Uh, is called the Core. Net. So, it's a framework which allows you to do a multitude of of different AI functions or machine learning functions from uh, pattern recognition to facial recognition to categorizing and clustering objects. It lets you do a lot of different things for this one platform and you can tailor it to your needs. So that's one of the uh, ones that I've seen done very well and actually perform very well.
0: Okay, cool.net. I'll check that out. Not that I'll understand anything about it, but it sounds pretty cool. Okay, so if companies are interested in using machine learning for good, uh, what kind of team do they need to build and what are like the job titles within it?
1: Well, every situation is different. Um, So this will depend on the amount of of data that you're trying to pull in, but uh, I can only give a few situations that I've been in. We've had a team of roughly four software engineers, one data scientist, one business analyst and the product manager, and that's that's that was for the uh, criminal justice software organization. And that does not include the PhD that we were working with from the outside of the organization. So it was a good amount of people, but each individual team will be a little different. At the healthcare company, our team was, it was, very much different. We had a small team of developers, about three developers. We had a uh, expert in augmented reality, um, another data scientist. And then we had uh, other teams from infrastructure, which were outside of our team, but helped us significantly as well as from hardware because the actual brush that we had to tie everything together with had their own team. So it, it all depends on what you're trying to do.
0: Okay, so the, is it as simple as the bigger the initiative, the more people you're going to need? Or is it the amount of data? Like what separates that sort of the team? Or is, it too, is that too hard to generalize?
1: It's probably the amount of data, but uh, it also depends on how many different software or hardware items are linked to this. Because at the criminal justice organization, we already had all the infrastructure in place for the bracelets that will monitor the alcohol. So basically that system just tied into that software and we didn't have to worry about meeting with the hardware teams because the software was already created for that. And then it just okay. uh, sent the signal to our AI system. With the healthcare company, we didn't have the, any of the software connected. So it, it we had to, work with the hardware team as well and the manufacturing teams and multiple teams in order to tie everything together
0: okay so in that case it's just where you're starting in the journey whether it's you know from scratch or from implementation of a certain point in that journey right
1: exactly exactly that's exactly um the way it goes
0: okay all right cool so mate i've got uh, one more question for you and it's the question i like to ask everyone when, when they join the show here If there's one thing that you would want the listeners to take away from this conversation, what would it be?
1: If there's a problem that you are trying to solve in society or within your industry that requires an enormous amount of data input, which can be solved through predicting patterns, then you may want to look into uh, some type of machine learning application. It, it has the power to revolutionize your industry and help the world in tremendous and great ways.
0: I sort of don't want to say anything after that because that was just so well put and it was such a beautiful message. I really don't want to say to thee, but I sort of have to to close this out. Well, thank you, Matt. <laughs> well, thank you. No, mate, this, this was a lot of fun. Um, I really enjoyed this one. It's, it's always good to talk about when when this sort of technology that you know the industry we're in we're talking about all different types of technology but when it's specifically designed to to help people to for a good cause you know whatever the initiative is it's it's always a a really nice um a part of this world so so thank you for sharing and yeah thanks again mate i hope we can do this again sometime
1: yes definitely man i will love to be back
0: no worries okay mate see you later You've been listening to Logic 2020's podcast, Digital Now. To learn more, visit our website at logic2020.com or follow us on social media. See you next time.
1: I always, I always have a problem, because I actually tried to do my own podcast uh, once before, and it was just like, oh, my goodness. But I was just talking to myself. So just, I was just kind of ranting. <laughs> it was like a, one of those ranting podcasts where you just kind of just talk <laughs> about your opinions. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> and this was oh. about
1: 30 minutes of me just ranting. So it, was like, it used to take about two, hours, two to three hours for me to record 30 minutes.